0: This is the APEX United Methodist Church Podcast. Good morning. My name is Cooper Sykes, and while I am not one of the pastors that is blessed to serve this congregation, I am nevertheless extremely thrilled to be with you here on this Sunday morning. For those of you who do not know me, I have grown up at APEX UMC since I was a wee little lad. I went to preschool here, I grew up in our youth group, and my senior year, I was blessed to serve as North Carolina Conference of United Methodist Church Youth President. This was a position that I gained through working through years of trying to figure out what is my place in conference youth ministry, enjoying the interactions with others, and trying to decipher God's calling for me in conference youth ministries. However, um, despite all of this, I don't believe simply having that title was indicative of my success in the position or my success as a child of God. I got a gavel with my name on it. I got my name on the PDF with all the Conference Youth Presidents over time. Yet really, I would be deeply sorrowed to know if that all that people remembered about me was that I held that title. Rather, I remember in about January of my Conference Youth President year, I was at a youth rally at North Raleigh Church. And a young kid, came up to me and said that he looked just like me, and he was excited about it. While I was, first of all, I was deeply honored that someone would be excited to look like me, I recognized that he was also just happy to be talking to the youth president, the guy, but I wanted to do him one step further and ask him for a picture. I wanted to show him I was just excited to be meeting with him as he was with me. Other kids would come up and ask for my number to talk to me about youth events in the conference or just talk about life. I believe those interactions are way more indicative of success, of showing God's love than simply holding a title. And that brings us to our scripture today where we understand and we learn more about what Jesus' definition of success is in life and why that is different than simply holding a title or a position. Today's reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, I believe there's a lot of important things happening in this passage, and I think it's worth going through and kind of noting some of the more interesting or cool things that have happened. Firstly, we see James and John coming to ask Jesus for something. I don't know about you, but I find this concept incredibly relatable. Unfortunately, I believe, though, even though I try in my prayers to thank Jesus more than I ask him for things, I still believe that when I really need something, or when I'm truly relying on something to happen, I go and I ask for Jesus to be done. So, I believe even at the very beginning, we can see ourselves immersed in this passage. Then, moving on to Jesus' answer in verse 40. We hear Jesus say, but to sit in my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. So I believe one thing, that something must be really important. If Jesus says that is not for me to grant, and he's looking to God. He's looking to what God's purpose is for each of us. And I also think there's a really special note here about God's individualized plan for each of us. Even though it may hurt to come to the realization, sometimes we aren't being prepared for a particular title or position or mode of life that we really would like. However, God is preparing each of us for something. And I think, though, even though it might hurt, I can think of many times in my life where I've wanted a position or title, and God has said, no, this is not what I'm preparing you for. And I've turned out better because of it. In verse 41, I think there's something else that important happens here. When it says, when the 10 heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. When we're striving for positions or titles, sometimes we forget along the way who our friends are, and we decide to kind of step on them or do what it takes to get to the top. Because truthfully, that position or title is fleeting, but these friendships are forever. The 12 disciples have been walking with each other for years, and yet here James and John are trying to work their way towards the top, not caring about their friends. That's something that we always must keep in mind when we're thinking about a title or position. And then when we finally get to Jesus' long response, we get a classic Jesus answer, and one that defines, yet again, Jesus' upside-down kingdom. Here we're talking about the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And Jesus strikes a stark division between worldly definitions of success with the Gentiles ruling over their peoples with great power and authority and what God has defined as success as humbling ourselves to be servants, servants for the Lord. And I think as always, this upside down kingdom is something to be not only thrilled about, but also something that we have to remind ourselves that is a challenge sometimes, and we have to continuously challenge ourselves. And then finally, in the final verse, verse 45, when it reads, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. That is a beautiful passage that indicates that if Jesus can do it, we can do it. For truly, we must walk as Jesus has walked and serve as Jesus has served. And for someone to give his life for all of our sins, it is all, we are all indebted to at least try to be servants just like he was. And I think as we're talking about this passage, there's a lot of big holistic decisions about our lives. But how do we live it out in smaller ways? And I believe that truthfully the difference is in those small interactions or small things. I remember in eighth grade, I served as as a National Junior Honor Society president. And while that was a fun title, I would hope that my eighth grade social studies teacher would not remember that at all. Rather, every morning I'd show up about 30 minutes early and what I would do is I would take her mug, her cup, whatever she gave me that day, and I'd go up to the teacher's lounge and I'd fill it up with coffee. Whether I was bored or simply looking for something to do, I decided that I would use that time as an act of service to my teacher. And boy, oh boy, did we both find joy in that interaction of me going to the Keurig machine, filling up the coffee and bringing it back to her. It was something that was incredibly small, but it became incredibly meaningful for both of us. And truthfully, I believe that when we put the emphasis on success in the big, worldly things, we're going to be inevitably disappointed. If Ms. Cummins only remembered me for being National Junior Honor Society president, she would be somewhat disappointed, as was I, as I don't believe that year went as well as I had hoped. I wasn't able to carry out all the missions I had hoped we could do. I wasn't able to fully live into that position as I had hoped. But rather, I could each day try to get her a better coffee, try to be better at serving her that morning. Their small opportunities for love and service will always be there. But if we put our emphasis on the larger positions, unfortunately, sometimes we will fall and we are left without the fulfillment that God offers us through service. So how can we live this out daily? Daily. So each day, we must find a way to be a servant of God. One way I've tried to do this is by simply holding open doors and giving someone a compliment. Just thinking in a brief moment, instead of just going about my own day, trying to place myself in others' shoes or doing things with others is an important, striking difference in my mentality for how I'm living my life. And one question I would like us to think about as we're doing this is how often are we talking or attempting to serve those that don't look or act like us? Truth, if we are only serving our friends, if we are only serving those that we might think would be acquaintances, we're missing out on opportunities to show God's love to others. And one way I think we can kind of bridge this gap or break down this barrier is simply to find something cool about those that we don't know. I know cool isn't the most sophisticated of terms, but that's what I tell myself. Find a connection between us that is something that we both can talk about. I remember about a month ago, I was on a bus and an elderly gentleman sat next to me and I noticed in his bag, he had a book. And I asked him what he was reading and that sparked a long conversation about his life and where he was at at that moment. He talked to me about how he likes to donate to the Wounded Warrior Project and Doctors Without Borders, and even though he didn't take education as seriously in his youth, he now was enjoying the love of learning. And I tell you this not to say, oh my gosh, look at Cooper, he's a great person, but rather to say that there was a beautiful interaction there that could not have happened if I didn't simply ask the question about the book. And I believe that there were things that we both could have learned about each other that we would have missed out on. Now, this comes to an important point in terms of the time I'm making this sermon. Cooper, we are in a pandemic. I'm not seeing anyone. I'm staying at home. I'm social distancing. What can I do? And friends, I tell you that some of the most important conversations in my life have happened over the past month over FaceTime, via text message, via phone call. We are lived in a connected world and we can take use of this in order to connect ourselves with others and those we care about. And showing that love is an act of service, I definitely believe. At the beginning of the pandemic, we were really filled with grace and care for those around us. We were always reaching out to others, checking in on our friends. But now over a year since the pandemic has started, we've been slacking on that a little bit and it's been a little harder just to go about our days. But I tell you that the current times, while tough on us all, we are still going day by day. We keep on pushing forward. And truthfully, if you aren't feeling like yourself one one day, if you wake up and you're like Cooper, I can barely hold the door open for myself, let alone another. That is okay. Attempting to serve God means preserving ourselves in order to enrich ourselves in deeper acts of service the next time when we are able to offer more of ourselves. We can only offer what we have of ourselves that day. Never feel ashamed for not being able to offer what you had hoped. For the Lord knows where we are at and he knows what we're able to give. And friends, I've talked a lot about love and service. And what I would like to remind you is that love is service and service is love. I believe the borders between the two things are so blurred because they are so connected in how we live. And when God is calling us into this life of service, He's really also calling us into a life of love. So, in conclusion today, I would implore you to not seek your validation from titles or positions you hold. For unfortunately, they will inevitably disappoint you and not fulfill you. But rather, take your life as an opportunity to serve others through the small things, to show God's love in each interaction. And, friends, I speak here. And I remind you of Apex UMC's great motto. It is something I keep with me and try to live out every day. We are called to welcome all, love all, and serve all. So I invite you now into a time of prayer as we wrap up this sermon. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we are so thankful to hold the only title that matters here on earth. Child of God. We ask you to come into our lives and help make them lives of service, lives of love. Help us not to seek our validation from titles or positions or awards, but rather how we love others and how we can show the love of Christ to every person we meet. Thank you so much, Lord. Amen. Thank you.